Welcome to Let It Be Easy with Susie Moore. Okay, so I just started reading a book that I really am enjoying, recommended by my editor at Inc., Jessica. She did a profile on this book because it was actually a Tim Ferriss recommendation, and it's called Vagabonding, An Uncommon Guide to the Art of Long-Term World Travel. How about that? (laughs) Whether or not you're interested in world travel long-term, I think that you will enjoy this episode because I'm like, yes. I mean, this is something that I think about all the time. And I want more and more people to think about this because we're so much more free than we realize. And this book is very, very practical. It talks about, you know, traveling long-term as a lifestyle. It's something that actually starts while you're at home in terms of living more simply. It's it's just full of incredible eye-opening advice. But there's a, a couple of paragraphs in the book I wanted to read to you and then to share with you a personal story. Okay. Here it is. He says, the author Rolf Potts says, a few years ago, a magazine editor named Joe Robinson spearheaded a petition called Work to Live. The goal of this movement was to pass a law that would increase American vacation time to three weeks after one year on the job and to four weeks after three years. The rationale was that Americans place too much emphasis on work, that we all have to look forward to, that all we have to look forward to from day to day is a long tunnel of 11 and a half months of work every year. The leading casualty of all this is our time, said Robinson, the commodity that we seem to have so much of, the commodity we seem to have so much back, so much of back in sixth grade when the clock on the wall never seemed to move. Robinson's campaign was a worthy one and it found plenty of support at the grassroots level and a fair amount of antagonism in corporate circles, no doubt. (laughs) Amid all this publicity, however, I was amazed that nobody was subversive enough to point out the obvious. As citizens of a stable, prosperous democracy, any one of us has the power to create our own free time outside the whims of federal laws and private sector policies. Indeed, if the clock appears to move faster than it did in sixth grade, it's only because we haven't actualized our power as adults to set our own recess schedule. (laughs) Isn't that amazing that someone created this whole campaign to campaign for another week off after a year and then another week off after four years, whereas we can choose that in a lot of cases. We just don't realize that we can. This is why beliefs are so important. I want to tell you a little story too. When I was 25 and my husband was 22, 23, we were boyfriend and girlfriend back then. We were living in Sydney, Australia. We decided we had this lofty dream of traveling for six weeks. I worked in the online advertising industry and he worked in investment banking. And Australia has four weeks a year, typically as reserved time off for the average employee. So six weeks was, of course, an additional 50%. But we both believed that it was possible. We believed that if we prepared, gave a lot of time and notice that this would be something that we could do. So no one modeled this for us. We hadn't seen anybody else do it. It was certainly unusual, unconventional, right? For sure. 
But Heath and I were determined. We really wanted to do it because, you know, especially if you're coming from Australia, flying to Europe, it's so far, right? It's 24 hours or more. And we were flying really budget back then. So I'm sure that the flight was even longer. I can't even remember. But we started saving, we put the dates in the calendar and we gave plenty of notice to our bosses and said, we'd like to have, you know, a a six week break and we'll be back, you know, X, X date. Say it was, I can't even remember now, probably September, something like that. And, you know, after some back and forth, some negotiating, they said it was fine. Yeah, it was unconventional, but you know how hard it is to recruit somebody who's good. It takes longer than six weeks and then training somebody. I mean, I even, I even, you know, conveyed this when I was saying, you know, if I want to have a six week break, I can quit and come back or I can quit and find something else, or you can hold the position for me and I'll help create cover and do everything ahead of time. So that, that period while I'm away is as best uh, taken care of our clients or as best taken care of as possible. Long story short, my boss said yes, Heath's boss said yes, yes, and off to Europe and to New York. (laughs) We're so excited to go to New York together. Uh, Off we went for six weeks. We also weren't earning that much at the time. I can't remember what I was earning. I was earning, I believe, around $75,000 maybe, if I remember correctly. So it's not like we had huge budgets. And I was earning more than Heath too. I was also older than him, of course, you know, still am. But we both with pretty you know, conventional corporate jobs took six weeks off without having anyone say it was, you know, say it was okay ahead of us asking and have anyone show us, you know, by by doing it themselves that it was possible. My friend, there are no rules, right? What could be available to you without you ever even realizing it? We don't need someone to go out there and campaign for us to take time off. There is so much more power that we have over our life experience that we completely abdicate without even realizing that there are options available. What could be available to you right now without you realizing? And don't you owe it to yourself to find out? Talk about regret-proofing your life, right? Until next time, my friends love and ease. If you like this episode, you'll love my free workshop called Become Your Own Life Coach. Head on over to becomeyourownlifecoach.com now, and I'll teach you how to coach yourself through any of life's problems. I'll see you there.